we're discussing the government's response to the coronavirus and where we think they're doing well and where they we think they're making a mistake. So on the federal level, President Trump does a White House uh, primetime interview or a statement, very bad, didn't like it, boo. Comes out the next day, has some CEOs lined up, has a good press conference. Stock market goes up 2,000 points. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> comes out, has a press conference, has a lot of medical professionals behind him. The first drive-through centers at Walmart open up and things begin to move along. Positive. Uh, yesterday, the president looked very tired. Uh, matter of fact, as Amanda pointed out, one of his eyes looked a little swollen and he wasn't feeling all that great, you could tell. Today, I haven't seen this press conference. I'll watch it after the show. Um, but I have heard tell that he was doing a lot better. He did a complete mic drop on uh, the press. Complete mic drop. He said, I don't know where the press got the uh, information about Google, but Google has since put out a press release about it and uh, corro- basically corroborated his story. And he, he said, here's the press release about the Stuart Adams. <laughs> he said, I'm sure y'all are going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> He's just boss. Boss man. Boss man. He did not stay the whole time, but he was there for the first 10 15 minutes. And they've been well, having I, about 30, 40 minutes. I, I, meeting i can tell you that and listen um you can compare this a lot to hurricane katrina and the response and how it takes to to get a massive bureaucracy to move and i'm going to tell you that that trump's response i've been very impressed with how that response worked okay mm-hmm. I was very impressed with how President Bush moved in Hurricane Katrina, even though if you were to listen just to the news reports, he didn't do anything for days and was sitting back having filet mignon while a bunch of black people were losing their life. Um, Forget the fact that I was sitting in Baton Rouge before the damn thing ever hit land. But that's another story for another time. Um, the reason I bring that up is because, number one, by doing the federal declaration of an emergency, President Trump is now able to send federal aid into states without waiting on the governors to ask for it or to sign for it. Okay, If you guys will notice, Governor Newsom and Governor Cuomo has become Trump's best buddies. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and for Trump's for Trump's part, and, and I want everybody to listen to this, for Trump's part, he has been very kind, and he's done everything he can do for those states without holding any grudges about how they've treated him. Okay? That's presidential right there. Right. 
Okay, because Obama sure as hell would have held grudges against all of the Republican states. As a matter of fact, he did. Okay. The only reason he did in New Jersey, even though Governor Christie was the governor at the time, is because that state voted for him. Had that state went for Mitt Romney or for a John McCain, they would have gotten they would have gotten tossed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want one. You can set off on my eight letter. Now Politically, where does this put President Trump? Well, there are some pros and there are some cons. Here are the pros. How he's handled this up to this point has been very masterful. He has brought CEOs of companies that don't like him, Walgreens, uh, uh, MapQuest, shoot, Quest Diagnostics, Walmart, uh, Target, and have basically given them a platform where two of his biggest rivals in the business industries got up there and praised him. Okay? Now, that's that's huge. Or as President Trump would say, huge. It's huge. Okay? And that truly is. So how he's handled this, the test kits, it's amazing from Thursday to now how available test kits have become, okay, and how quickly these tests are turning around. All after we listen to the media talking about how no test kits, nothing was being done, and boom, he comes out and Walmart, Walgreens, CVS have all teamed up to get this stuff done. Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp have said, look, we'll run the test. They've got mobile labs set up to get this stuff done. And boom, what happens? New York State is the first state to open up, drive through Walmart, get this stuff done. They're running about 200 cars a day at each location. Okay? Yet the media still seems to be missing this. No, no. So then they go after and said basically... The president accrued, uh, they said that Google accused the president of lying about Google setting up a website. Media reporting Google wasn't doing no such thing. Well, guess what? Google comes out and says, uh, yeah, yeah, we are. And the website goes live tomorrow. Anybody that tests positive, any location that tests positive, there'll be a ping. Okay. So he's done everything he can do. Federal resources are available. They have mobile medicine trucks ready to go, areas that need medication. They have lifted restrictions, allowing people to get refills on medications uh, early to go ahead and get a 90-day supply to stock up. Okay, so... Baby, uh, can I say one thing? Uh, one of my fellow board members in uh, Cheatham County, you know, uh, I guess the rest of Davidson County, was telling me that there had been several people in her county that had gone to pick up prescriptions on Friday and that um, there some that were experimental had gone from like $60 a month 
to like six, eight, nine hundred dollars a month, basically overnight. Have you heard any of that? I have. Some of that is because the scarcity scarcity of the medication. There, there is some issues with our supply chain of medication. We need to be come independent of China in our medications, for sure. Well, I think that's I think that's going to happen because President Trump has even said that. You know, Walmart does not have a drive-through pharmacy. So. I know Kroger's does, Walgreens, CVS, but um, Walmart does not have a drive-through pharmacy. They have the capability, though. They have the capability to have a uh, to to you drive up and they'll bring your prescription to you. Well, first of all, they don't have the staff to do that. Um, I don't see how they're going to get around it without breaking out a wall. <laughs> I have a tenfold question for you, Fabian. And I kind of, I kind of thought about this just now. They're offering these, these, um, these tests free of charge. And from what I understand, the, the test consists of a nasal swab, much like a flu, a flu test. Is this yes. an opportunity for a national DNA database? Yep. What? Okay. Although you already you already have a national DNA database. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who has who has been incarcerated, yes. But I'm oh, talking no, about buddy. the people. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, the ones that do so much more than that, buddy. Ancestry.com has it. Yeah. What What is it? One, two, three. Yeah. And not only yeah. that, if you go to the if you go to the Mayo Clinic, they will ask you to participate in their studies, and it's a DNA no. database. Anybody that holds the line? What's that? <clears throat> Are you talking about Sir? the Mayo Clinic? And it's under the guise of. Go ahead. It's under the guise of research, you know, to research to help for cancers and, and different things. And it's, they've got some slick materials, and you know, marketing materials and things like that. And I was like, well, maybe, I should, maybe I should do this. And I called one of my friends and said, hey, I got this in the mail. What do you think about it? She said, absolutely not. And I said, you're right. I lost my head there for a moment, and I threw it all in the garbage. Was that CC that you asked? No, it was not. Well, here's the deal, okay? When you go to Ancestry.com and you upload stuff, or you go to 123andMe and upload stuff, or you go and have that DNA test done to see what percentage you are of, you know, Native American, 1024, uh, like Pocahontas, (laughs) 
Pocahontas. Um, that stuff goes into a database. Granted, it's a yeah, private company, but here's, the data. Here's, here's what's happening. Okay? That database is being uploaded into CODIS. And vice versa. CODIS is being made available to these private companies. How do you think they've been able to solve these the past 15, 20, 30 murders that they've solved that have made national news because they're yeah, matching up so. on these DNA services? Yeah, isn't that against the law? Isn't that a violation of privacy? It's not how they procure it. If they they procure the data from somebody's database, they sell it. If I had a database of voters and sold it, that's not against the law. I like that question, Barbara. The Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment ends when you do when you willingly donate your your DNA, or if you willingly put stuff on Facebook. Yeah, but if they turn around and sell it, then that that's matter. a violation. That doesn't matter. There's a little bitty. There's a disclaimer. They usually ask you if you want third party involvement. Well, have you ever read Facebook's uh, code of, uh, terms of services? Unless you have mm-hmm. a advanced law degree, and you have a uh, and you have about a week to kill, yeah, yeah, that's all in there. Yeah, that is. It. Same thing with Just if you have remember. an iPhone or an iPad or any of that, it's all in there. Remember, any picture you upload to Facebook isn't your picture. It's Once you upload it to Facebook, Facebook owns it. What about the picture from my iPhone? Say what? What about the pictures on my iPhone? Do you, you own the, the pictures the on iCloud? Wait, no. Do you, well, own, do you have iCloud? Are they stored on iCloud? Read those services. Yeah. Apple owns those too. If it's on the cloud, they do. Well, some of them aren't because I ran out of space. Well, I think that... <coughs> <coughs> Go ahead, Barbara. No, finish your thoughts. I was just going to say that I think this coronavirus scare is going to lead to other problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, Hoboken, that, New Jersey. Huh? Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Well, I think people are ceding their privacy in a lot of ways. I also think they're ceding their freedom. Yeah. Okay. And the schools, I mean, this, this is all, every bit of this is going to be analyzed and utilized. Where is green bean? 
Huh? I have no idea. Huh? Green bean? Oh, I don't know. I don't think she's she on her, here. She took herself off the uh, chat. So unless she reads the page, she doesn't know. And if she does, she's not visiting us. And I smell like that. Uh, she's probably yeah. going to fly with them. She what now? <laughs> What now? What did you say? She probably got plywood on the windows. Now, y'all quit. I do like it. Now, she's part of the tinfoil hat society. Yep. I like group I spoke with last night. But sometimes, um, sometimes so are we. Well, yeah, but not as much. Pupoka, New Jersey is now implementing a Good Lord, TV. Hoboken, New Jersey, is very close to martial law. Yeah, they are. And can only the president can implement that, right? Hello? Moments of silence. Stayed in. I'm all. I'm through all my Hallmark movies. I've seen them all. Now I'm on to the Golden oh, Girls. No, oh, I just can't. I just can't. It, I, it, I, I, president's the only one that can implement partial law. Isn't that true? Hello. He he finally coughed that lung up. I apologize. I was conversing with my son, oh. who is watching this video of two Hispanics in a car. The Border Patrol asked if they speak English. They said, yes. Yeah. said, are you legal citizens? Yes. Yeah. What are your first names? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just funny. Anyway, so listen. I, I want everybody to understand something. Please answer What's your my question. question. What's isn't your question? The isn't the president the only one that can implement martial law? Um, yes and no. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, so let me explain it to you. Yes, the president is the only one that can declare martial law within the United States. Okay. However, there are some states can also enact martial law within their borders. Okay, now the president can can supersede that and say, you know what, you're outside the bounds. Um, but the truth of the matter is, the president is very rarely gonna gonna interfere with states so if a state wants yeah. to do it 
then let them. And listen, if they're if they're okay, New York City, for example. Okay, New York City's got millions of people living in a very teeny tiny space. If they feel New York City feels that they need to implement a quarantine or implement martial law to protect its citizens, um, you know, I think they have to look at it for their area. Now, when you get into Arkansas, Tennessee, where it's very rural, people are spread out, and there's not a whole lot of there's not a lot of people crammed in, then that's probably not an accurate way to go. Okay. Okay. And but you can listen, say that Hoboken, go ahead. You just said that Hoboken and Shirley was close to Marshall Law. They are. They are. There's several there's several cities that are very close. They're they're flirting with the word. Okay, they're flirting with the definition of martial law. Um, city municipalities, they can implement curfews. City municipalities can, uh, I mean, they can do anything in their in their city. Their elected officials can do pretty much what they want to within their borders. Okay. Now, having said that, there's consequences for that. Okay. You you've always heard me say, and Obama has said this, but you've always heard me say that elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is this is nothing new. Okay. Now I'm not opposed and this is where, you know, I'll probably ruffle some feathers. I'm not opposed to martial law. Okay. Well, under under the right circumstances, is this the right circumstance? It may be for New York City, okay, but it's not for Nashville, Tennessee. It may be for Los Angeles, California, but it's not for Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, I mean that's just the facts. It may be right for a place like Austin, Texas, or San Antonio, Texas. Um, good luck trying to get them sons of bitches in their houses. Okay. But, you know, in Texas, they don't really have a big problem. All they got to do is call out Chuck Norris, and he'll kick the coronavirus's ass out of Texas. Well, By the way, so did y'all know he turned 80 last week? Who? Chuck Norris. Oh, yeah. March the 10th. He turned 80. Mm -hmm. So So far, I'm not finding any cities in Tennessee that are under a curfew. No. um, I know that Nashville had mentioned something. By the way, I like that John Hopkins' clock is updated in real time. Hmm. If anybody wants actual 
information on the coronavirus that's legitimate, you should go to coronavirus.jhu.edu. And it is in real time. Since we have been talking on this call, there have been more confirmed cases, as well as an additional death, as well as more recoveries. What was that? Coronavirus. JHU for John Hopkins University. Got it. .edu. Got it. Wow. Now it's up to 169,000. Now is that 169,000. Is that in the U.S. or is that worldwide? That's worldwide. If you click on it, right below it, there'll be a thing that says view the COVD-19 interactive map. If you click on it, it will give you, you can break it down. Okay. Okay. And so this is information that people should be putting out there. If you want to inform people around you, this is a very real-time uh, information. Okay. And I will post this under. I'll post this on Bright Tag. <laughs> what? Nothing. I am. I am simply observing a few things. Oh. All right, so also I'll have you guys know that uh, we have been up talking Ragtag Patriots page here recently. As a matter of fact, we had a new lady join today on Ragtag. We were doing some business at a place called the Crooked Needle. <laughs> and it is an embroidery, you know, they knit, crochet, whatever you want to call it, stuff, sew stuff, monograms and things. Anyway, uh, she was listening to me talk and said her husband felt the same way, blah, 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 said you should go join our page and go join our bakery page, and she sure did, and I told her I'd give her a shout-out to her business, which if any of y'all read the page today, you will have seen that I did that very thing. Crooked Needle, okay? Crooked Needle. They do monograms and whatnot. As a matter of fact, we bought a bunch of stuff from the grandbaby. And by the way, for those of you that are interested, we went to a gender reveal the other night for Addie. Uh, Their second child will be a boy. So I will be adding to the the mixture of grandsons. Of course. At first, I thought it was Amanda. <laughs> Say what? At first, I thought Amanda was saying she was pregnant. I went, oh, my God. Oh, we're too old for that, she is. Okay. Where was I? Okay. I'd have to go commit suicide. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, if I ever have a gunshot to the back of my head with a suicide note, it was the Clinton okay. getting even with me. Oh, okay. We'll mark it down. All right. So is it our just our core group on this call? I guess, yeah. Did anybody listen to the 
two-person debate? I lasted 45 minutes. No, I want to hear about that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, I saw the, 45 I saw minutes. The, I saw the exact end when Joe Biden was talking about how he would fix the, the coronavirus by pretty much uh, doing everything that Trump said he was going to do, but uh, doing it because making it done because not because it's needed, but because he's government. Mm-hmm. And 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 Biden yeah. is going, and Biden would uh, actually start a new or a uh, federal agency for the coronavirus, and have mm-hmm. a corona czar because that's the and, problem. And, if yeah. if we had a corona czar. It would, it would just, it would just die away. Instead, no. Trump goes ahead and puts the vice president. The vice president has more important jobs, like um. Yeah. 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 Like uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he that's said? Me. No, that's what he said the other. That's pretty much what he said the other day, though. No, well, what he said. Well, what he said tonight all, was. No, what he said tonight was pretty much he would get the uh, he would get companies to, uh, to use their drive-throughs and things like that. You know the things that Trump's already doing. They're doing it now. No new, no new ideas, and for the most part, I think. Well, you know, he, I think he, that he they they gave him the questions, and there there was probably someone talking in his ear. This is how you mm-hmm. answered this, little Joey. Mm-hmm. He wants so to there's stop no such thing as all... corn pop. Corn yeah. pop is a figment of your imagination. Take <laughs> your medicine. He wants to stop all oil drilling on federal land, on private land, in his backyard, uh, offshore, in his kitchen. Please, t- you know, please tell me he just... did not say that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Not in his kitchen or backyard, but yes. He wants to stop all oil drilling. Is he trying to win an election? I don't know. He doesn't know he's in an election. He thinks he's pandering to uh, he's pandering to people in Delaware. He's pandering to Bernie because he wants to now he's adopting Bernie's agenda of free college, but there's going to be a limit only to people who earn under a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. How many college students you know that earn more than that? Or is it there? Or is it the parents we're talking about? Oh God, he's so. Because at eighteen, a kid can emancipate himself from the parents, and it doesn't matter what the parents are making. If the kid's got got a job at at making minimum wage, guess what? The kid's earning is minimum wage. Well, I'm I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to be up front with you guys. Um, the Democrats have, haven't got a snowball's chance in hell right now. Oh, no, we know this. Okay. Well, they've got nothing. Even Trump's response to the coronavirus is is giving them heartburn. Mm-hmm. When, when, you got, over, when you got... Uh, when you got Governor Guido in New York praising Trump, and you got Governor Moonbeam in uh in in California praising Trump, you know you got issues in the Democrat Party, 
And for the most part, usually the Democrat parties had the smarter people running. The last idiot running was George McGovern. You have Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden couldn't win dog catcher. Joe Biden couldn't. Joe Biden couldn't win presidency of his cell block for when he goes to Levensworth. <laughs> the, the main reason why all those candidates dropped out all of a sudden, right before Super Tuesday, is because they were promised something by the DNC. It was let the senile old man lose this election, and he will be swept off to in, uh, obscurity. Uh, no, John, got, on the got other a hand. They yeah. Got a call from Obama. Yeah, it's because here yeah, you get the treat of Obama calling you up and say, "Hey, hey can you can you please leave the race so uh, some uh, some our friend Joe <laughs> Biden can, uh, can go ahead and do that?" No, they're setting they're setting those some of those younger candidates up for twenty twenty four. Amy Klobuchar well, is one of those names, and I would not be surprised if she is on the ticket. Oh, he 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 cemented. <laughs> He came out and said that he would definitely choose a female vice president running mate. You all know who that is. Listen, Joe Biden um, at this point doesn't know if he's choosing toilet paper or Kleenex to wipe his ass. The DNC <laughs> is telling Joe what's going on. This is who you're going to be. This is what's going to happen, Joe. And listen, your wife, Jill, your wife, Jill, is going to be the one that's babysitting you. That's pretty much it. Go talk about corn pop and corn rolls and your hairy ass white legs. We got this, bud. Okay, well, first of all, that's uh, not at all going to be the case. Secondly, um, I, I got news for you. I, I wouldn't have said a month ago or a month and a half ago that I felt like that New York or California should be in play for the president. But I got to tell you, part of me thinks that it could be in play. What's that noise? <laughs> it was Amanda <laughs> listening in while I was out of the room. Oh, okay. And now that I'm back in here, I was next to her phone. And she has stolen all of my cover. Oh, all right. Uh, it is cold. It is cold. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it remotely. I'm not okay. in my office. Yes. I know. Um, Putin, Putin has, excuse me, um, has asked the Russian court to amend the Constitution and allow him to remain in office until 2036. And everybody thinks it's a great idea. <laughs> Do you know when uh, when Putin took power in Russia? Right it after Boris Yeltsin in the 90s. Putin has been president of Russia off and on since 96, I believe, or 98. Yeah. The little thing with, Met- with, Met- with Metrovich, 
it was pretty much, okay, I'm going to be the prime minister. Well, actually, You're going to do exactly what I say as the president, Mitrovich. Well, of course. He, said he served two presidential terms in 2000 and 2008 before shifting to Russian prime minister, and he reclaimed the presidency in 2012 and won another one in 2018. Uh-huh. And they have five-year terms. So he's, he was president of Russia for five, for ten years. He took five, he took a few years off. Is it six-year terms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's six-year terms. So he's gonna he wants to they, let him have it. Oh, Putin is at this point is a is a uh, is a ten-pot dictator. Yeah. And if you really look what's going on. The, the scarier person you got to look at out for is the Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabian Crown Prince, who, unlike Putin, will say, "You know what? Uh, my mom is, may start some trouble for me, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, obtain this rich Colston and put mom in <coughs> prison in one of these houses, in one of these hotels." Yeah. That's the guy that's going toe to toe with Putin on the uh, the price of oil. That's why the stock market. Right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a breaking news story. <laughs> the political Wonder Woman has coronavirus. Oh, no. She's going to be going to a Walmart near you to be tested, and then she's going to visit every one of you all tomorrow. No, I'm already going to my Walmart. And sneezed on all the produce, so, you know. <laughs> I told them that I told them the best way to clear out a crowded aisle at Walmart is to cough and be like, I wonder if anybody else wants to share my corona. <laughs> Did you want corona? I got corona. Do you want it? I'll sell it to you for <laughs> I'll even give you some lime to go with it. What you do is you go ahead and lick all of the card readers at at Walmart. Who? <laughs> God knows what you catch, but oh God, please. Yeah, that's pretty much what I say. Oh, all God. right, so um, pseudo. What? What's that? Jim Jordan, congratulations to Jim Jordan. He now replaces Doug Collins as the ranking member of the Congress Judiciary Committee. He will probably Judiciary. Judiciary, whatever. He'll probably replace Jabba the Hutt Madler come January. Well, so pseudo Governor Gillum, yeah. pseudo Governor Gillum in Florida, who <laughs> got caught with crystal meth, what? says he didn't do crystal meth, has said today he's going to enter rehab <laughs> and stepping back from politics. Did he also say that the guy he was with was a sex worker? Why? The guy he was with was a sex worker? Um, I haven't heard that. I heard uh, that earlier today. That the guy he was in the hotel room 
was yep, a sex he was worker. A yep. Well, really? there goes the Bubba vote. Yep, and he's married and got two or three kids. Wow. And a little bit on the side. Down low, down low. Living on the down. How low can you go? <laughs> um, yeah, and there were three of them in the room. There were three of them in the hotel go? room. Well, how low can you go? Well, that sore throat tells me a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. One of these okay, who were so... That was wrong. I'm, so I'm going to read you guys an article. Okay. Now, I have I have known this for quite some time. I've actually done sermons on this. So I'm going to read you the article, and then I'm going to tell you what the title of the article is. I recently asked a married couple who have three kids, none of whom are yet teens, who are the most important people in your family? Like all good mom and dads of this brave new millennium, they answered, our kids. Why, I then asked, what is it about your kids that gives them that status? And like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium, they couldn't answer the question other than to fumble with appeals to emotion. So I answered the question for them. There's no reasonable thing that gives your children that status. I went on to point out that many, if not most, of the problems that they're having with their kids, typical stuff these days, are the result of treating their children as if they, their marriage, and their family exist because of the kids, when it is, in fact, the other way around. Their kids exist because of them and their marriage and their love and their thrive because they have created a family. Furthermore, without them, their kids wouldn't eat well, have the nice clothing they wear, live in the nice home in which they live, enjoy the great vacations they enjoy, and so on. Instead of lives, they are relatively carefree, despite the drama to the contrary that they occasionally manufacture. Their children would be living lives full of worry and want. This issue is really the heart of the matter. People my age know it's the heart of the matter because When we were kids, it was clear to us that our parents were the most important people in our families. And that right there is why we respected our parents. And that right there is why we looked up to adults in general. Yes, Virginia, once upon a time in the United States of America, children were second-class citizens to their advantage. It was also clear to us, I speak, of course, in general terms, albeit accurate, that our parents' marriages and relationships were more important to them than their relationships with us. Therefore, we did not sleep in their beds or interrupt their conversations. The family meal at home was regarded as the most important than after-school activities. Mom and Dad talked more, a lot more, with one another than they talked with you. For lack of pedestals, we admit we, I'm sorry, emancipated earlier and much more successfully than have children since. The most important person in an army is the general. The most important person in a corporation is the CEO. 
The most important person in a classroom is the teacher, and the most important person in a family is the parent. The most important thing about children is they need to prepare them properly for responsibility and for responsible citizenship. The primary objective should not be raising a straight-A student who excels at three sports, A-list university, or excuse me, earns a spot on the Olympic swim team, goes to an A-list university and becomes a prominent brain surgeon. The primary objective is to raise a child such that community and culture are strengthened. Our child is the most important person in our family, is the first step toward raising a child who feels entitled. You don't want that. Unbeknownst to your child, he doesn't need that, and neither does America. The title of this article is Your Kids Should Not Be the Most Important in the Family. Now, that's mm-hmm. often of our topic, but I absolutely love that article. Not because I think children ought to be treated like, uh, quote, second-class citizens, but because I feel like that in a lot of cases, <laughs> let me see that again. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I thought that whole thing was a joke at the top of NBC thing. Okay, so. I know some of you parents are going to be like, I can't believe you said that. But it's a true fact. A lot of kids think they run the place. And uh, I'm just going to say that in a lot of cases, that's become true. And parents struggle with that today. All right. So in closing, I want to simply say this. Those of you out there, I think the world has been coming to an end at least 30 times since I've been alive. I can proudly say that I've survived 29 of them and most likely will survive the 30th one. I am a survivor. And so are you. For those of you that are old and feeble and have respiratory problems, heart problems, diabetes, blah, 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 stay home. There goes especially double for Barbara. For everybody else, live your life. Barbara's going to be trapped up alone. Feel free to send her some stuff by a mail. She accepts packages. Just make sure that it doesn't have corona. Wow, you're so kind. Not a problem. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Freedom is free. Thank you, soldier, for without them. We wouldn't be able to do this. Also, thank a soldier for without them. You might be exposed to the coronavirus when they block off the streets around you. Until next time, I'm the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Good night.